0: In session with Dr. Fadi Dolakwi.
1: Good afternoon, welcome to In Session. I'm your host, Dr. Fadi Dolakwi, and I'll be with you for the next two hours here on Radio Hamra. Studio number to call in. Three one zero four four one zero five five five. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, or like my page on Facebook to get updates on the show or suggest topics or books for the program. And the shows are uploaded at the end of each week to my SoundCloud page and podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, wanted to start off today talking about conflict, and uh, I brought it up a few times in recent shows. I think it's a topic that I've been approaching myself and how I look at conflict or how I might even avoid conflict or certain types of conflict. We might not do it, um, have the same response to conflict in all situations, and circumstances, and certainly not with all people. We likely feel more comfortable with conflict with people that we are closer with. Um, but I wanted to share a concept today related to this, which is looking at conflict and the fear of conflict. So any kind of fear, we can consider it Uh, in an extreme format as a uh, a phobia, pardon me, a phobia. So I was thinking of conflict phobia. And I want to give a preface here because I think it's so important that in mental health psychology and how we are much more comfortable talking about depression, anxiety, different types of mental illnesses that people are struggling with. That is a wonderful thing. Um, And also making people aware that certain experiences are more common than they think unfortunately things like abuse and things like that and then trauma is more common than people think and what trauma even is so there's a lot of good that's happening where we're becoming more informed more aware and reducing the stigma that's attached to mental illness and um, mental uh, experiences that are difficult and I think that's wonderful one consequence though is that we're also seeing at times um, what we can call a dramatization or over dramatizing certain things or making them more extreme than they are. So, for example, I do think there's a good conversation to have between capital T trauma and lower T trauma. So, a capital T trauma being something really significant like um, experiencing uh, sexual assault or um, witnessing a death of a loved one in front of you, let's say. Then there's smaller T traumas, the smaller traumas of life, which we should not ignore. But unfortunately, I think what can also happen is that then anything that feels bad can be labeled as trauma. Or anyone who does something we don't like is labeled as toxic. And so there are these ways that we can make things too extreme. And then it, it does a few things. One is that people then... And feel they, they don't have responsibility for what they're going through because it's just this horrible thing that happened to them. Um, but also, we actually minimize the significance and importance of people who are suffering in more serious ways. So, if I get a, a cut and I say that's equivalent to someone who's dealing with cancer, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I know what it feels like. I'm dealing with medical troubles too. That really is minimizing what they're genuinely going through. Uh, or actually going through something significant because I'm making some kind of equivalent. So I say that because that's another, it's kind of, it's related, but something that came up when I, when I thought of this concept of conflict phobia, because it can make it seem like a, it's dramatic. And, and also, as I mentioned, I wouldn't want by labeling it this way, or if someone thinks they might have something like conflict phobia, that that means you are now... Um, not responsible for what you're going through and don't have to do something about it. If anything actually helps you understand it more. And now that you know what the problem is, you you want to do something about that problem. So just a few thoughts on that, because I have seen this uh, trend where it's good, we're more aware, but also we can make everything seem like an equal tragedy when that is actually going to minimize the genuine pain and struggles that people go through. So coming back to this concept of a conflict phobia um, I, I sensed it in myself but i see it in other people too that at times for certain people the fear of conflict can be so strong that they do actually respond to it almost like it's a phobia and so what does that mean that when you um of course experience it you you really dislike it but more than that what we see with phobias is that the individual will avoid the phobic stimulus So if a person has a fear of flying, of course they won't like being on an airplane, but they also will avoid making trips that will require them to fly on an airplane, or they'll find an alternate route to get there. But even if um, they can get there, they might find an alternate route, but they'll also make sure not to plan something. Okay, I can't go from America to, to Europe because that'll be involving going on a plane. I will try to find other places to go, closer places to go that I can drive or take a train or other modes of transportation. So we don't just see a fear, that fear translates to avoidance of the phobic stimulus, whatever that is, fear of flying, fear of snakes, fear of whatever it might be. Someone with a fear of snakes might never go hiking or might never go uh, to the zoo because they think they might see a snake there. And so what we see with people with a conflict phobia is that they also will do the same thing not only will they dislike being in a conflict but they will avoid anything that might lead to conflict and that could be very detrimental to how they function and participate in their daily life and in their relationships because if we are avoiding conflict to that level where it's almost like a phobia we are going to avoid being real with ourselves and being real with others and also avoid making our own needs and wants relevant and important because what what is conflict really there's lots of ways that it can come up but one of the main uh, or one way of looking at it from an underlying perspective is it's when let's just individualize it or make it two people when two people want different things in the same circumstance or situation so Let's say in a simple form, if you're with a loved one and you both want to go see a movie, if you both want to see the same movie, there's no conflict. We both want to see this movie. A conflict can arise, albeit a hopefully smaller one. If you want to see a different movie, we want different things. Now that we want different things, there can be a slight conflict of how to resolve it. And so some people who are conflict avoidant, um, one, maybe if they see that they want different things, they'll just back down. Oh, actually, no, yeah, the movie you're saying is good. Let's go see that. Or they might even take it a step further and not even share what they want in fear of the other person wanting something different. So they might just say, hey, what do you want to see? And then they say the movie and they say, okay, let's go. And so the con- the, here the consequences are more minor, the movies you get to see. But this translates or this also is going to show up in other places in life where they're feeling like someone does something wrong to them or if they feel like they deserve something or if they feel like they want something. So in any human experience, when we're dealing with other human beings, we inevitably have to encounter conflict if we're gonna be real with ourselves and real with the people around us. It's just unavoidable and we have to accept this fact that we can't live a life without conflict. And I do like the perspective that when you try to avoid conflict on the outside, what you end up doing is create a conflict on the inside so you don't tell the person they're doing something you don't like and outside everything seems nice but inside you have this resentment towards that person you might be upset with yourself why am i doing this again and so the conflict doesn't disappear you're just internalizing it or you're swallowing it up for yourself that i'm going to be the one that takes it on internally to avoid this external conflict because i'm so afraid of it so if we look at conflict in this way and fear of conflict in this way, that it could be even likened to a phobia. What we also find is that the treatment or the way to overcome it is the same way we overcome any phobia. And this is the, the good news and the bad news about treating phobias in general. The good news is we have great evidence and great, um, experiences of people overcoming phobias because the treatments are, straightforward and very effective. That's the good news. The bad news is all of the treatments require you to face that thing that you are afraid of. The only way out is through. You have to feel uncomfortable. You have to face the thing that you fear and eventually recognize and see and learn and internalize that it's not that scary. So if you have a fear of spiders, It would be great and I think a lot of people have this hope that with some kind of insight you're sitting in your therapist's office and the therapist will help you remember an old memory oh yeah and my mom screamed when she saw the spider and I got so scared and from that day forward I had a fear of uh, phobias I think it's called arachnophobia and then now you walk out and you love spiders and you don't feel anything about them at all unfortunately that's not what happens You might even recognize that memory or learn where it came from, but the brain has already internalized this association, this fear with uh, spiders, so you can't just unlearn it in that way or make it disappear. You're going to have to slowly face it, and so you might even first, uh, we call it systematic desensitization, and you create a hierarchy of things that you're afraid of. So first, it might just be of things that make you afraid of that stimulus. So first, you might just imagine a spider and stay calm then you'll look at a picture of a spider and then you'll stay calm and then you'll um, be in the same room as a spider but in a cage and then eventually you might be holding the spider and so you have to go through all these steps and you will feel lots of discomfort and anxiety during it'll probably be less scary than you think and it'll get less scary over time but the only way to overcome it is you have to actually experience the thing that you are afraid of And then your brain will slowly learn that this thing is not as scary as it thought. Basically, with that phobic response, it almost feels like life or death. And then you realize, even if I don't like it very much, it's actually, it's okay. I'm not going to die. I'm going to be okay. And so with conflict phobia, again, it would be nice if there's some way to just think it through and then you you figure out how to get over it. Most people understand the things that I'm talking about, uh, even in an unsaid way that you can't avoid conflict completely that if you avoid conflict on the outside you will have to take it in you will feel this way um, but actually doing it is very difficult so the only way to overcome a fear of conflict is to engage in conflicts. now this doesn't mean go seek them out because that's not what we're looking for or healthy relation with conflict is not to seek it out that'd be the other extreme where you're trying to create conflict which would be more of a someone who's approaching life with a aggressive mindset that i'm going to get my way by creating conflict and pushing people and most of the time people will back down i'll get my way but in this case when you have a fear of conflict what you're gonna have to do is when you recognize those conflicts are coming up you have to face them and you're gonna have to do what's gonna feel totally unnatural for you because just like someone someone with the fear of spiders wants to run away as soon as they think or they see a spider or think they see a spider Your reaction is going to be to want to run away from the conflict. You're going to have to do the opposite. You have to go into it. And as you do with another phobia, doesn't mean go have the most difficult argument with the most difficult person. You can start small and build up. Maybe you have a conflict with people you feel closer with, more comfortable with, that you feel your relationship is more secure. You say, let's, you want to talk about something with you, and you have that conversation with them. And hopefully it goes well, or at least even if it doesn't go amazingly, you feel like, okay, I overcame it in that sense that I went through this one. And you keep building up and it takes time because everything in you is going to be telling you to go away from it. And if we look at a more fundamental level, I won't get into that today. Um, The fear here often is that we're going to lose the relationship, that if I get upset, the person um, will leave or I lose them, or the fear of, their anger or we might even recognize unconsciously we have our own anger that we're afraid of we project that onto the other person but this fear of what happens when conflict happens it can feel very scary it can actually feel like death might be on the other side of it but the only way to unlearn that is to experience it and see that actually uh, not only do you survive the relationship survives most of the time as well and you lead to a more authentic genuine experience of yourself And your relationships with those around you so um, fear of conflict i think is a very significant aspect of many people's experience and so i I did think of this way of likening it to a uh, conflict phobia that we actually can react to it in the same way and that also that the treatment is the same way we have to experience it and to go into it all right let's go to a commercial break studio number three one zero four four one zero five 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 we'll be right back Welcome back. Let's go to a caller now. Radio Hamra, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, thanks for calling.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Farid. Um, I just had a few questions regarding education, business, and money. Okay. Um, I just, uh, well, the first thing I wanted to say was I want to be financially wealthy in the mm-hmm. sense that so comfortable to the point where I don't need to work like a nine-to-five job like five times a week 40 hours and kind of how i or at least what i'm perceiving on the internet is oh yeah go to business do um sales do this do that and i don't know how realistic it is especially when they say oh you don't need to go to school like spend Mm -hmm. years going to school and um i just wanted to ask like how can i be financially wealthy and is it necessary to do education? Is it possible mm-hmm. to not go through the education system and still be yeah. really financially wealthy?
1: Well, you know, I'll say one one thing first. Um, you know, the internet is a is, a, is a wonderful thing, but we have to be very careful because I see a lot of these uh, Instagram videos, I say Instagram, I think you sound younger than me, so yeah. you probably are on TikTok, but Instagram videos where people are, you know, they say it's so easy to make money this way, or, you know, I always crack up when there's these videos where people talk about how they manage their days, or I saw one recently where the guy said he has three days in one day or something, but, um, so yeah. you hear a lot of things that people will tell you how easy it is to, to make money and to do sales, and, you know, if we look at your question, we do have to be careful mm-hmm. about the question. You said, is it possible to make money without going to school. And the answer to possible is absolutely. Can you make money without going to school? Of course you can, people do it. Mm -hmm. What we wanna look at is what's most likely or what's more likely to put you in the best position. And although Mm -hmm. I know you're asking the question and I wanna help you find your answer, I also would want to talk about um, not just focusing on the money because Although that can be very important and feel good and be a goal. If we make that Mm -hmm. our main or only goal, uh, we can find that either we won't make it and then we'll feel bad or we'll make it. But if it's just that, it might feel empty and we still might feel bad or we might not feel Mm -hmm. so good. So that's also part of the the conversation and worth looking at. Uh, Before we continue, let me know how old are you?
0: I am 18 years old and I live in... BC Canada.
1: Okay, and where are you? Well, I guess you were talking about potentially entering school or not. So, are you in college or out of college, out of high school?
0: I've just graduated high school, so I have my diploma. But mm-hmm. I was trying to. I'm interested in going to optometry. Okay. And I'm right now trying to apply for a school in BC, actually, for to become an optician. Okay. And hopefully, make my way up.
1: Okay, got it. And then now, is it like you're seeing this path? Do you like the path that you see in front of you, becoming an optometrist?
0: I think I've always been interested in healthcare and, like, the science behind it. But I was never too picky on, no, oh, should I do, like, should I be a pediatrician or should I be a MRI tech, you know? I thought, you know, I care. You could – it's quite easy or – not easy, but it's more – uh, applicable to open a clinic being in an optometrist as well. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I thought.
1: Okay. Yeah, so it seems like you have an interest in health, health-related fields, but um, going back to how you started, you also have a desire to be a business person and have that aspect of things, so it's not necessarily you will be working mm-hmm. nine to five to earn your income. You might set something up that is a bit more passive for you you won't have to be working that way which i mean i also Mm -hmm. you know i think this is a bigger conversation about how we work especially in maybe canada it's a bit different but in the u.s especially in that it becomes almost the only thing of life or the the main thing of life that can be problematic but um you know it's about figuring out that balance and also the system still might be the way it is so we can't fully go around that yet um so yeah going back to your you know earlier question of can you make money without it? And
2: mm-hmm.
1: I do think there's, it's always worth looking at these things of, okay, is it really beneficial for every single person? Probably not. And that is the way it's presented sometimes. So even I can be upfront with you that I do very conscious, I was going to say unconsciously, but consciously have a bias that going to get your education is a good thing. If anyone right. tells me, I would say yes. Now I do recognize that it, it wouldn't be the right path for everyone, but that's where my default is going to be. So that's how Mm. I feel already talking to you, but I do want to not make that determine where this conversation goes completely and hear what's going on for you and what you have in mind. Now going back to what we see online, so yes sometimes it can be very good to present some information and alternative perspectives that we might not be exposed to, but there's a reason why those videos become very popular there is an alternative perspective there but it's also what people want to believe and feel right that i don't Mm -hmm. have to go through the difficult path or the challenging path that is In front of me, there's this, what seems like an easier way. Now, it doesn't mean it necessarily is. And I've also seen these sales videos where people talk about, as I was saying, the the stacking days on top of each other and waking up at 4 a.m. and, you know, approaching sales um, in a certain way. But uh, so they they will encourage you to work hard and that could be fine. But often I think people uh, want to find a path that's an easier one. And so, of course, they really like these videos you know that's why people always would love to be a rock star or an athlete or you know something because that's that really does seem really cool to be this young and make this much money I can Mm -hmm. get that and I had those feelings too I remember just wishing I could be on the Lakers or be you know a musician from a young age you know so those paths seem obviously more appealing and then so people see the video by someone who themselves is successful telling them they don't have to take that path and it feels great. So I can get the appeal, um, to that. Now tell me, are you really in a, a struggle right now where you're not sure if you'd continue school or is this like, where are you at in your, your process?
2: Um,
0: you know, I, I like to have options, right? Cause mm-hmm. I like to think, you know, it's not necessarily about the end goal and more like to enjoy the process, like going, you know, seeing yourself achieve a goal. But, um, I'm like I'm I hope to go to school and on top of it you know doing my own research and hopefully getting into sales working with companies and eventually kind of somehow I'm not too sure yet still planning but more kind of my passion for health but also have that sustainability through marketing and sales Mm
1: -hmm. now let me ask you what do you like about sales
0: sales, I Mm -hmm. find that it's, I like to speak with people and I like helping people more in the sense that if they need a service or a product or anything that they need, I'm able to make them understand, Hey, like, this is what you're, um, getting into. Here's all the details. Uh, I'm not into the whole money washing or like playing with dirty money. Mm I, I, I mean, of course it's hard to find it nowadays but if it's ever possible go into a business that's true with their values and because I I want my morals to be the same with somebody's business or my own business to basically help people sell things to people.
1: Yeah and I think it, it is very possible I mean well especially if you're making your own business then it's completely possible what's in your your control Um, Mm -hmm. I know you yeah you'll see a lot of people that won't be doing that and also you know the the reason I asked about sales because obviously any profession has value Um, Mm -hmm. but a lot of what I see with sales and some of these things online you know it's about being you know being a killer and having this certain mindset which you know it's good to be motivated and have that fire but there's a way that unfortunately what I think happens with with sales is that it just looks at every person as you just see them as a dollar sign. And I want to sell to you, not, you know, the way you presented it is, is the nice sounding way of it, where it's like, okay, if someone needs something, I want to provide them with that. But often it's that I just want to get them to buy the thing I have. So I make my Mm. money, you know? And I think that's something I see in a lot of the sales, the mindset. And of course, what you see online, as I was just saying, is this push towards, okay, you can sell it to anybody. And, you know, I get that. That's, to have that confidence and to approach it that way. But I I think the values of that are not the right ones. And based on what you were just saying, if you want to keep that type of integrity, um, you you know, it could take that away where it's not about doing the right thing. It's just doing the thing that's for the bottom line, which is not just in sales. We see that with, you know, all types of business, all types of just how Mm -hmm. people approach life. So um, I'm not saying it's limited to that, but sometimes when it's such an emphasis on sales, I can see that, uh, it becomes about that. And I, I think that's not mm-hmm. helpful. You know, there's this book, How Will You Measure Your Life? by, I forgot if his name is, Hayden Christensen? The last name is Christensen. And he, I'll write that down. Sure, yeah. How Will You Measure Your Life? And I really liked that book. So he um, was teaching also, I believe he's passed now, but he was teaching at uh, oh, yes. Harvard Business School. And But he also went to Harvard Business School, and he said that he was going to his 10-year reunions, or the 20, you know each reunion he would find that more and more of his classmates were Uh, divorced and unhappy or even in jail and in really bad Mm -hmm. situations and he's kind of trying to understand how did people get to this point or how did they get there and so you know in that book he emphasizes well as the title implies how will you measure your life so what are going to be the things that you will use to indicate if your life is valuable or successful Um, and then also he you know has a really good focus on how if we do things a hundred percent right it's a lot easier than 99%, right? Because when you look at, he, he even I think knew the people that were in Enron, I don't know if you're familiar with them, this big corporation that uh, now it's maybe 20 years ago, was doing some mm-hmm. really cooking the books and doing some illegal accounting types of things and it went bankrupt and it was very corrupt. And really well, it started- know, I'm too sure, but- But yeah, it's, it, but it's a lot of these stories are the same where they start with small mistakes and then you end up where you're kind of like on some path that you can't come back from. So he was really emphasizing how from the beginning, to make sure your values are right kind of what you were in a way alluding to if, you know, you're saying can I do it that way is it possible um, mm-hmm. and how important that is because if we don't start with the right values then yeah you almost definitely will be drawn by the wrong uh, metrics and motivators and get to a place that isn't 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 the good one so I would right. hope you can become very um, wealthy as you, you started off our conversation that's very possible but I really would want you to do it in a way that you're going to feel good about in the long term and to also Mm -hmm. be doing something that feels meaningful to you. So, um, you know, meaning to me is more important than money or even happiness in the more like joyful state that we are looking for at times Mm -hmm. when we have a meaningful life. Um, we tend to feel good about it within the ups and the downs. But if it's about, let's say something like money, your happiness gets depended upon by your bank account and your net worth. And if you're having a lot, you'll feel better momentarily. And if you don't, you can really uh, feel feel horrible. So, um, going totally. yeah, going back to my yeah, you're very agreeable. I I don't know how do you do in sales in general. I wonder how you have you done anything in sales so far.
0: <laughs> so I I wish I could say I have, uh-huh. but I'm still going into it. I'm still, you know, honing my skills. I, I still, I'm applying to jobs, real life jobs, remote mm-hmm. jobs, you know, Facebook, asking people in the real world, you know. I've even, um, I've tried like looking into books and stuff, but no, like okay. I haven't had any opportunities to uh, physically practice my sales
2: yet.
1: Got it, and um, you know, based on your age, I can imagine your family still is involved in some level or has opinions on what you do or don't do. So what, what's happening there? Can you tell me a bit about that? Like family wise, what's happening as far as uh, it is ultimately, I want it to be your decision, but I do wonder what's happening around you.
0: For sure. Um, So my parents, obviously they, they are very supportive, but they do um, because they've come from Iran and it's, it's more sustainable to have an education. It's more, uh, I guess, guaranteed that you will have a like source of income if you mm-hmm. go to education, and depending on where you go, which boat you ride, uh, one will obviously pay more than others.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I did tell them, like, you know, I am really interested in the whole entrepreneurship sales. Um, and they were happy, but they realized that, you know, it's not an easy ride. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they, they've they been more keen on, you know, they're like, okay, like, at least please apply to school so you have a backup plan, sort of thing, which I respect. Okay. Um. But and it, it seems like... To,
1: yeah, sorry, go ahead.
3: No, sorry, you go ahead, yeah.
1: No, no, I was just going to say, and it seems like you... You did apply to schools and you are are you have you started yet is the term starting very soon
0: no unfortunately the school that i want to go to uh they're still accepting but they start november uh-huh. and yeah still applying <laughs> okay actually called one of the advisors today and i um spoke with them about one of their programs and After this call, I'm going
1: to try to apply. Okay. Well, let's see how this call goes. Maybe I'll I'll make you not want to apply. But um, either way, (laughs) I want us to continue the the conversation. And we're actually at a commercial break. But Mm -hmm. I want to make sure we talk some more because I I want to, at the end, you know, you're going to have to make the decision that Mm -hmm. feels right to you. Because even if you go to college, but if you were doing it because, you know, your parents wanted you you to and you didn't, you won't perform the way you probably can and you'll also start to resent even going there because it'll be difficult and if you don't want to be there and are thinking of this other path, Mm -hmm. you know, you won't apply yourself the way that will be best for you. And, And another thing I'll say is sometimes I was just talking to someone recently about this. There's a feeling of, okay, I have to make this decision now. And then, even though I, I get the yeah. analogy of the boat you're on, but you know, but some guys are just feeling that once you're on that boat, you're gonna have to be on that boat forever, and that's obviously <laughs> not the case. And much more of you being successful, it's not just gonna be the path you take; it's gonna be how hard you work and what you do on that path that's really gonna determine what's gonna happen. So, um, let's we're gonna go to a commercial break, but after the break, let's talk mm-hmm. a bit more about what's going on, what you're thinking, and let's see uh, if we can come to some decisions or some ideas together. Okay. Okay, we'll put her on hold. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back. Before the break, we we're with the caller. Let's go back to him now. Caller, are you still there?
3: Yep, still okay. here.
1: All right. Did you make any money during the commercial break? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Unfortunately, no. That's okay.
1: <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's about meaning. That's right. It's about meaning, not not money. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back into the the conversation. You were saying. You know your parents they 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 seem like from what i'm gathering they obviously have the preferred route for you to go get your education but at least the way you presented it they're a little bit more open like there's not this strong pressure that you feel from them
2: mm-hmm. yes
1: yeah. okay and so right now you said you might be applying to these schools or the one you want to go to is in november do you feel yeah. confident about going that route right now
0: um I think, yes, yeah, yeah, I I do feel confident as it is like, you know, something like a net to fall on while I am doing my per- own personal research.
1: Okay, so clearly it's not your preferred path. If you co- it's like a <laughs> net to fall on.
0: If it's obvious.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> well, it's okay. Um, you know, even I, I felt like the way I asked you made you feel like you should say yes also. And I think that was, <laughs> I did ask it in a strong way. Um, but I, I don't want you to feel, obviously, that, that that's the, you have to answer it a certain way, whatever feels right to you. So it does seem like you would, you it's kind of a little bit begrudgingly you might go that route. Yeah. Somewhat. Again, okay. it is
0: like a you know i am quite passionate i would love to learn about it I, I do like to learn but um as for the lifestyle that i want to live i feel like some things are inhibiting me for example i think there's a cap at which you know an optician can make or the lifestyle that you know that they have when you work that and i don't want my limits to be capped out i I still want to work on that and Mm -hmm. i think that i don't mind doing both at the same time if that's even possible
1: okay well tell me about when you say this the lifestyle you want to live what is that like
0: again i just i really want to maybe even work like three hours a day Maybe don't work five times a week. You know, like the whole conventional nine-to-five job is like something really unadmirable for me. And then the perks of having time on my hands is also having money where you can spend it on like retiring. I could retire my family or I could take my friends on to vacation or like me and my significant other can go, you know, travel or maybe stay at home or something like that. That's kind of the
2: lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I want to
1: live okay so you yeah you said enjoying your significant other also taking care of your family taking care of your significant mother also kind of getting both Mm. both of those but you are wanting to not have that nine to five you mentioned that last uh, and earlier in the conversation as well and it it is possible to to not do that as I said I don't think it's uh, even the right way for most people to live as a society but um, mm-hmm. It's definitely how a lot of jobs are are made to function, uh, at least currently in the United States. I do see more places going to things like four-day work weeks and trying other things and seeing that you can do a four-day work week and people are as productive as when they do five days, they work a bit more efficiently and waste uh, less time. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you know, often the what happens is to get to that place, you know, kind of when we talk about paying your dues, sometimes you have to go through the not so pleasant parts or the not so easy side of things you know so that's kind of I I can get that if you could you would want to start that ASAP like where you'd already be in that situation and it's it's possible Um, Mm -hmm. but I do think that it's probably likely your path might have a bit more of the not so fun or more hours than you'd like to work and making less at the beginning than Mm -hmm. You know, eventually where where you want to get to. And even if you went straight into sales, it's possible you make lots of money very quickly. But usually you don't. You know, you hear the success stories um, and people present those as if that's the the only path when it's usually not what happens for most people. Let me ask you, let's let's put the Mm -hmm. education. If you didn't go to school, what would be your next step?
0: If I didn't go to school, mm-hmm. um, are
1: your parents listening? By the way, I don't know if they're also like. <laughs> yeah, actually,
0: speaking of speaking of my parents, yeah, so my mom's sitting with me right now, and she actually.
1: <laughs> so when I when I asked if you don't go to school, did her eyes like light up? Like, what is he saying? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was like, Hmm. Uh, I mean, she can't say anything because she knows <laughs> she knows I want to call with you. So she just. She said,
1: hush, hush. She said, hush. Okay. I, well, I mean, we could, uh, not that, uh, you know, as I said, it's obviously your decision and only your decision, but <laughs> maybe we can get her on. We'll see. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk to her in a bit. But yeah, so I'm just curious, oh, thank you. W- what's that path? If you, yeah, if you didn't go to college, what would you want to do next?
0: Um, I would hope to basically, I'd always try to hone my skills. Like I know certain things about cold calling, cold emailing, working on my own portfolio, going online, uh, for example, like going on someone's website and seeing like, oh, okay, maybe they could work on, let's say, advertising, or maybe they could start emailing people. They would bring in prospects. And so I, was, I would be that person to say, hey, um, I could bring in more warm leads and you'd have more customers. And for that, service, you know, I could have some commission for that work. That's kind of how I thought, you know, and it's kind of like remote work. So I mm-hmm. thought that'd be
3: most convenient if I didn't go to school. Okay. I'd
1: do that. So you would want to work independently and essentially, yeah, cold calling, cold emailing, reaching out to people of how to help build their businesses or expand their clientele, things like that.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know the ins and outs of that. I mean, it's Um, And I don't even know if it's something you couldn't also try doing while you go to school or doing a bit of that. I mean, I know you probably want to put more time into it. Um, And what about that do you find, you know, you said sales in general, but what about that do you find intriguing or appealing to you? Uh,
3: Specifically about sales,
1: you meant? Or no, about doing what you were saying, like helping, you know, emailing people and then building their businesses.
3: Oh, right. So,
0: yeah, I just, How I kind of would like to approach it is just basically hopefully gain some clients and work my way up because I know for a fact that for sales, like it takes a while for people to recognize who you are and um, want your service or even, for example, a freelance worker. You know, it's all up to you to find people to work for. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's not really stable. And so I was willing to put my time into looking for people, emailing, DMing, uh, possibly even organizing calls, that sort of thing.
1: Okay. Now, let me ask you, if you could do your dream job, and I don't mean just the hours of it, but where you would enjoy the work, what do Mm -hmm. you think that would be?
3: enjoying the work
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> you know that was really funny because you repeated it which we often do try to but it almost made it sound like you're saying how is that possible enjoy the work yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, hmm, let me think about it i think that's a good question um i am more of an independent worker but okay. i do also appreciate having other perspectives around me and so i don't mind obviously having a team you know getting everyone to have meetings but for the most part I wouldn't mind working at home in like in the comfort of my own room and just typing away Mm -hmm. for like a few hours a day
1: okay typing away doing what
0: possibly responding to emails organizing groups Possibly thinking of new ideas to expand a business mm-hmm. or if I'm working for someone at the time, you know I could come up with better ideas I could gain more clients that sort of thing
1: and now do you think if you could if you didn't make money doing that? You think you would still enjoy it?
0: I Would I think I do enjoy <laughs> Working at home, there's something different about being in the comfort of your own home. Sure. Working at your own pace. It's not like you're constantly on edge. It's just, I like that typing, you know, writing at home sort of thing.
1: Okay. Because, you know, this is, you know, I'm going to make a few assumptions here or potential leaps because the sense I'm getting is that the main reason why you choose the non-college path. It's like the money part of it, the money and the lifestyle Mm -hmm. like that, like that. I feel like that's more most of it there. I don't get a strong sense that sales themselves are exciting for you or a passion. I don't think they are for most people. I think some people, of course, they enjoy (laughs) making the sale, not just the payment part of it that feels good, but I get that that's a good feeling to to get there. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's the concern I would have. And so if I was, you know, giving you my assessment It would be that if you go down a path where the main driver is the financial and the rest of it is not that substantial for you, Mm -hmm. that is probably not a good path and would encourage you to think of what would be, you know, I know we kind of joked about this like work that you would enjoy, but something that you would enjoy means doesn't mean you enjoy all of it all the time, but it does mean. It has meaning for you you do feel like you're good at it and you would mm-hmm. be good at it generally it does mean you feel like you're helping people and i know you said that about and i can get that helping people expand their businesses or selling them what they need there that's sure. that is a, there's a need there um but you know something where you feel like okay i'm i am making some kind of impact you know my uh you probably won't yes, like this exactly. but my my cliche version of success it's not what you are getting like money and fame and attention it's what you give that makes you successful mm-hmm. and so people feel good and have a successful life if they feel that they have given a lot and it doesn't mean you can't have both but that to me is a, more the indicator that you've you know, let's say helped people or done certain things you'll feel a lot better about yourself than just what do i get from what i did so I, sure. I do feel that from you know what you shared um you seem like you are A very personable person so I could see you actually being quite good at sales because just in our interaction I can sense like I said that agreeableness you know you were you're um, you know good at communicating which I was having trouble with that second you're good at communicating expressing yourself (laughs) and those things will help you in sales so I could see you being good at it but I would guess that there's other things that you could be good at that might have more meaning for you and Mm -hmm. that they won't be mutually exclusive it might even include sales at some point. Yeah, you might go into optometry, let's say, and then open your own clinic, and then you'll have to market it and do certain things. Or you'll come up with a product within optometry because of your your knowledge and understanding and saying that you're an optometrist, you'll be able to sell it even more. But that those things can happen. But most important for me, just giving you my advice or my mindset, would be mm-hmm. to do something that you value and have that gives you meaning. And experience definitely is something that's a type of education let's say doing you know once you have 20 years of sales experience that is a type of education based on that but there is something about going to school and getting an education that kind of mm-hmm. it arms you in a way that nothing else can you know so it's different yes there's school of experience but if you become an optometrist um you know that will allow you to do a lot of things that you won't be able to do without being an optometrist or even for myself there's a lot of ideas i had before i became a psychologist but if i said them back yeah. then they would have a lot less weight or significance than they did after i got my degree and now I can actually make more of an impact with the degree that i have even if my idea was actually the same where it hasn't changed much you know mm-hmm. in that time so i do think that it will you know, it'll be less likely you'll regret it if you do find some educational path. But for me, what's even more important than just education or not is finding something that is meaningful for you. Something mm-hmm. that I hope you, you know, whatever you do, you make lots of money. That's good and great. And I hope you do that. But I also hope you find something you. that is meaningful and passionate for you that you actually as I said would enjoy the work and even not that you would actually do it for free but you'd almost be willing to do it for free because you enjoy it Um, right and some of that is cliche but it's I think very true and I hope it's something that you know you would look for in figuring out this this next step and also again yeah the next step is not your path for life it's just that next step Um, Mm -hmm. but taking steps towards that you know the meaningful path rather than the financially successful path they don't have to be totally separate but that meaning is driving you first rather than what makes the most money mm. the fastest
0: wow that's incredible yeah like i do that that does make a lot of sense actually i i think that's what life is really about it's not necessarily like i said it's not the end goal it's the, It's not the destination, it's the journey, right? So, Uriah, I think I should look more into what do I truly like doing. And then on top, you know, eventually along the way you can find little ways to increase your income while doing that.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's not the, just the destination, it's the journey. And also it's the direction, you know, so, Mm -hmm. um, the values are kind of like the direction that take you in the right. And then you find out, you know, let's say, okay, I'm going to go towards the ocean. And then when I'm there, I'll find out where I want to go on the beach, but that's Mm -hmm. your, the values kind of take you to the, what's the right place for you. And then you figure out the details, um, when you get there. So that's why I would really encourage those, those conversations and those things I can get that. When you're where you are at and you're, you know, starting at this educational journey, which takes a long time and you start very, very, very much at the bottom and you really won't have uh, much income. If yeah, you work somewhere as an optician or doing things, that that's great. But we understand there are some caps, as you're saying, and you don't really like the, the nine to five working for someone else. You might have to be ready to do some of that. And again, you can go right after this conversation, you can go on TikTok or Instagram and see 50 people that will tell you something very different from me and give you, for you know, sure. the easy path out, and I get that, and I'm not saying that that could even be right for you. But if I had to say what I think makes the most sense to someone mm-hmm. at the age of 18, it's what I'm I'm sharing with you. And also, if you take my $500 course, you can actually learn all I'm just kidding. I don't have a $500. Oh my god, course. I was going to say like where was this going? <laughs> I had to do some sales at the end. I don't have a $500 course. Um, Everything we talked about. (laughs) Yeah, everything we talked about. I hope you'll, you know, think about reflect on. um, And yeah, you have a long time in front of you to make lots of money. Uh, Right now, you're going to be building up who you are as your resources. And I think education is a great one. It's not for every single person that could be talking to you. And you might be the person that it's not for. But because Mm -hmm. I myself went through it and remember what it felt like and have worked with so many people, I know that it's usually the initial feeling is it's probably not for me because I don't want to do it because it's it's just tough. It doesn't (laughs) feel great, Um, but it can open up a lot of doors and and give you, you know, capabilities that you won't be able to have without it. So that's why I I am definitely, as I said, I'm conscious of that bias that I have nudging you in that direction. But the biggest thing for me is the finding the meaning in whatever you do, not just the, the financial uh, success,
0: that's awesome. Thank, Thank you.
1: Me. And um, sorry about does, that does okay, oh, I hear, no. I hear someone is your, does your mom have a question? Or is she, <laughs> hi, Dr. <that's>
3: Kay. <laughs> oh my god, finally she let me talk.
1: I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, she was, me I mean, it was, it was her space to talk, it was her space to talk, so
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, first of all, I really appreciate. I'm, we are so lucky that we ca- we could talk with you today. Oh, my because pleasure. Last week, uh, we were wa- we were behind the phone for almost two hours. Nobody oh. picked up the phone. Thank you very very much.
1: My pleasure.
3: So, second, um, she talked with Doctor Holakwi, your dad, uh-huh. uh, yesterday. Okay. Uh, thanks God, she talked <laughs> with him, and um, and I just want to say appreciate for him and you all all. Um, also, at uh, being very patiently and respectfully listening to her uh, conversation, I know she's very very young and she's uh, Aww, she's mom. talking. I I, I can <laughs> I I totally believe Doctor said uh, you are in the air, and I'm <laughs> actually <active> with that. <laughs> so, uh, Doctor, very you know because we as a parent, we both educated, we are trying to. Uh, I I can understand she has. The almost the same uh, passion about the health science as me. I am a biologist, and, but um, uh, sh- I think she got lost in the internet news or something like that. And mm-hmm. she kind of missed her way. She was very passionate about education after uh high school
1: but she changed it right okay let me do you mind if I, i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you off there because we're actually way past the commercial break and oh, I, sorry, yes, no, no no you're God. fine i want actually now now that we have you on um we, we heard you whispering so i'm glad you're actually on i want to give you a chance to share what you're saying and it seems like your daughter doesn't quite agree with you so maybe we can kind of have both of you on to discuss this a bit further after the break okay please
3: thank you very much. <laughs> all thank right
1: you. we'll be right back Welcome back. We were with some callers before the break. Let's go back to them now. Right. Callers, are you still there?
3: Yep, we're still here. Mm. <laughs> okay, thank you, so, Dr. Farid. thank you very much. My yeah. pleasure,
1: my pleasure. So I know you were, yeah, Mom, you were uh, sharing more. So I'll let you um, continue some of your thoughts about, about what's going on.
3: Thank you. I think, yeah, she 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 was very good in education during the school uh, twelve years of school. And uh, she graduated from high school with uh, almost honor, you know, um, grades. And um, she was passionate to go to, first she wanted to go for, you know, astronomy, kind of like that. And then she grew up, she changed it to be a chef. And then she changed it to be uh, go for MRI and being, you know, uh, a technologies for the um, son of you know, like that and then um we are talking with her and we are giving her some space and she can talk and research and uh honestly recently maybe in six months ago she started to listen to those video youtube uh, you know commercials Mm -hmm. and then she almost started to change her mind to say oh my god i don't need to go to university or college and i can make money and i can uh, have my dream, you know, life. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know, and her background, in her mind, almost same as me and dad. especially me, I, I am. I really love the health science, and I, I know she has this passion. And I said, okay, the life is not all about money. You need to enjoy your, uh, and you have to have a good uh, definition about what are you doing in your mind to be to have a relief in your life you know you have you, you do your job and you enjoy it and you know there is a meaning behind it you're helping people or doing something good for your society and you're earning money too but if you want to make money by just selling the product other people's products to people it looks like a robot you don't know, you don't have any sense of it. You don't you don't know what does it mean what product you are selling to the people. I mean probably you have to say so much lie to sell that product. It's very hard to find. If you make that product, if you know how much passion, what kind of ingredients you put in that product, so you can understand the product, you can sell it to the people with love. But you can't sell other people's products uh, and make that money, and you enjoy your life. Well, this is my idea. Yeah. I don't know how much it's right, and uh, I really appreciate that your words uh, to you know redirect her about the meaning of the life, <laughs> meaningful to yeah. think about that side too. It's not all about money. Thank you, thank you very much. So <laughs> I'm gonna leave that conversation. No, no, don't
1: leave. You don't have you. to leave. You don't have to leave. Um, I, and I, I mean, well, you can obviously both be part of the conversation. Um, and I don't necessarily disagree with anything that you you said there. What I will say, though, is that we have to make sure. I know you're saying you, you feel like she's similar to you, and she might be. But even when we talk about meaning, and I was I did mention that a few times. Uh, I really like Viktor Frankl's perspective, where he says, you know, there's not a meaning to life, or it's not that it's a question that we ask of life. It's a it's a question that life asks of us, and so each person has to find their meaning. So you and I can't tell her um, what her meaning will be. I think yeah, if it's just money usually that's not a meaningful driver but it can be part of someone's life and really we have to make sure we're we're listening to her too you know so what i would want no, invite really you to you. what i would want you to do is to try to understand what is it that she's going through right now and it's not that what she's saying is totally like wrong or off base it can make sense but we want to make sure we're hearing her so what is it that she's going through is she maybe she's not as sure about those things she thought she was passionate about or you thought she was passionate about and so that's making her feel this way or maybe she's nervous about starting school or this path or it could be a lot of things but uh, and i know you're talking to me so you felt like you had to share your perspective maybe you thought you had to share it quickly but if you're having conversations with her i would hope you give her the space to make sure she's actually talking more than you are and sharing with you what she's thinking feeling what's pushing her this way because We have to make sure if whatever she does, if she doesn't want to do it, then she'll stop doing it. You know, so if we force her to go to school and she starts, I I don't want you to think, okay, her starting school is the the goal, because if she starts school, but for the wrong reasons or the wrong mindset, she probably won't make it or get very far there either. Or she might even try to do bad to prove to you, see, this is not for me anyway or something like that or a bunch of other things that can happen. So we really want to make sure she's. Um, in it for the right reasons and the right mindset and i agree with you that i wouldn't want the money to be the main driver of her deciding what to do next but i'm sure you can understand where she's coming from too and the more you understand it the more you can actually um help guide her or help be part of this process with her
3: i understand
1: yes well let me ask her do you do you think your mom gets your side like how much do you think she's aware of what you're going through
0: Um honestly, I love you one but I think that I think you just haven't had the opportunity or you haven't tried going into sales or even researched about it so you don't know what I know and how I feel about you know like this is this is right for me I would actually I find genuine enjoyment and excitement like you know, finding a prospect or finding a client to work with finding someone to work alongside and like brainstorm and whatever about whatever it may be but like um i also don't disagree that you want me to go to school i understand that stability and like a guaranteed path of like okay you i know for a fact you'll make this much by the end of your bachelor's or whatever but at the same time like sales is enjoyable, like for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I just find like thrill, enjoyment through that, and it could be like on the side while I go to school, or it can like, if it actually takes off, I might even fully consider going to that.
1: How's how your Thank mom you doing?
3: Much. Thank you very much. But she didn't sell even single thing. I just
1: that, started two months ago. Was that no? We're not, <laughs> well. I'm not. I'm not worried if she's going to be. Uh, you know, we don't have to go there yet. If, like, she has to have already been successful in it, um, that she hasn't sold sold something yet. Uh, I think I can understand your concern. You know, when you hear her talking, you're only going to push against it, and she feels that, and so she's going to push even more that no, this this is going to be good. So, I'm not saying just say, okay, yes, go to sales and that's it. Um, but she wants to make sure you're getting her, you're, you're understanding her, and you won't get it the way she does, like she's saying, she's looking at it in a, in a different way I, I still think mine i would strongly encourage her still to to go to school and sales can be very um enjoyable i could totally get that and as i said before of course making the money is enjoyable but also finding like she said finding the lead but making it happen there's a sense of accomplishment and uh, an efficacy that does feel good so i can understand mm-hmm. that that part uh, of the what she's talking about I, I don't know what else you know the health if she feels like her passion is still there or not um
0: for sure i do still enjoy i'm still very curious about health and um, love to learn more about, you know, eye care and the anatomy of an eye and more to do with basically working in the optometrist setting.
1: Okay, so what about that? Do you like?
0: I again, it's also I do like helping people. For example, patients that come in, I'd like to help them. You know, what if they need? A specific prescription Or I see like in their retina Something's wrong with it um, mm-hmm. But it's also I, I just I'm very passionate about Like the anatomy of a human Because I personally Go to the gym And mm-hmm. so I think the more I've worked out I've also better understood Like the human body And mm-hmm. I want to know more to the, to the extent of like okay Your eyes you know how is it how does it work? You know, how, why do you see and how nerves are connected to your brain, to
1: your eye sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is fascinating. I mean, of course, different people can find it interesting at a different level. But I think it's very interesting right? and it seems like you find it interesting and I could totally get that. Then going and sitting in anatomy class and looking at a textbook that has 500 different Latin things you have to <laughs> memorize. Is going to be way less interesting and way more boring and way less, Mm -hmm. you know, giving you any immediate results than potentially, you know, selling someone on something and making money or helping them grow their business and making some money. So that's what I think is the hard part is that when you look at these two paths, the one of even though you find passion in, in the human body and the anatomy and the eye, you know, that path is going to be more boring in the next steps. And i totally get that so i can see where you're coming from that when you look Mm -hmm. at the sales it's 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 exciting it's fun it has this you know um, fire within it and within you that gets excited Mm -hmm. when you think of reading a textbook you're not going to get that excited even if you find the human body fascinating you're still going to be you know pretty not excited and also then you have to get ready for tests and there's anxiety let me ask you about that how are you with Anxiety when it comes to to school and studying and tests and things like that.
0: It used to be terrible when I was younger, but mm-hmm. now, like I think this graduating year, I have to take biology and physics, you know, in the same semester. And for some reason, I just I never felt that same looming anxiety that came like the day before a test. I was mm-hmm. kind of trying to what helped was going
1: into it prepared and I think that's what I was lacking a few years ago okay well what's also when we have a lot of anxiety when it comes to school it can hard to go into things prepared Mm -hmm. because the anxiety interferes with our studying and also makes us feel less prepared but you know so and we can also perform worse on a test if we're anxious so all those things can be tough so yeah I was wondering what your school and test anxiety was like because that could be another reason why you're not wanting to go on that path which I can understand It's it's might not be a pleasant one but how do you anticipate that if you were to go to college now um, your anxiety related to going to school and taking tests
0: honestly I'm not not too scared because okay. I'm confident in my own skills to Good. organize and be able to consistently study and I think that's what has helped not procrastinating in more uh, consistently studying, which not only helps remember uh, lessons more, but at the same time it helps ease. It it gave more confidence to be like, hey, like you know what you're doing. You're capable of doing it. You're not, you know, you're not any less than what you're capable of doing. If that makes any sense. Yeah,
1: no, it totally does. And the thing with uh, anxiety in general, but something like what you're talking about with school is, it's very much a Snowball effect because if you're procrastinating, which anxiety makes you procrastinate, and then you get more anxious. Then when you're trying to study, you're even more you know stressed out because now you have less time. You know then it it gets really bad. Then you go into the test and you feel unprepared, and then now you're even more anxious, so you do even worse than you actually could do. So yeah, it's definitely Mm -hmm. one of those things where if you can get in front of it, which can be tough, but if you can create that type of pattern, then your anxiety can become significantly less because you feel more prepared. You're spreading it out. You feel more confident going to the test so you get less test anxiety Mm -hmm. and then you the more times you do that the more you are you know you get less scared of tests over time because you you have a a lot of these better experiences so that's good yeah i was just wondering what your experience i know your mom was saying you were successful in in school (laughs) but it does seem like you were you had a lot of stress in most of your years of schooling and then this last year got a bit better
0: for sure it was honestly i think from what i can remember my parents had to almost Like school I'd go to school when I was really young and then I would have to come home and my dad would sit me on the floor and we'd be doing like basic math together or like doing the alphabet or reading writing like I was so far behind but I don't know what happened this year I just something clicked to me where I better understood my organization skills and how studying came with it
1: well when you say organization skills when you're like five or six it's really not about organizational skills. So I'm wondering your mom is there too. What she what she thought of, what, what was she like in, in school growing up? She's saying, you know, she had to have her dad sit with her and, and do the work. Yeah,
0: mom.
1: I don't know if she heard me.
0: <laughs> That's okay.
1: No, I was wondering what, what was, she was saying when she was very young, her dad would have to sit with her, do the work. So was, was it hard for her to do it on her own? Was it attention? Like what was going on?
3: Uh, honestly, I can say uh, it was more anxiety from my husband, yeah. uh, oh. dad, uh, mm. I mean, because he he's a mechanic engineer, and he's very good at math and physics, and he was very really, uh, stressed before, uh, so she he was teaching her the math uh, subject uh, before school, uh, you know, um, before she get to that point, mm-hmm. you know? She was always ahead. But I uh-huh. think my my husband was. Well, that's. Can I stop you there for a second? That's. From yeah,
1: just what's so interesting there is Obvious. the way your daughter Obvious. described it. She thought she was behind, but you're saying she was actually ahead, which means that she probably took on your husband's anxiety and felt that she was I
3: not okay. So I don't I don't know how can hmm. I explain it, but um, because I think she was expecting herself extraordinary because of yeah. that. That's why she was feeling she's behind and she can't do it. She always had, ex- you know, anxiety before she doing the test, but most of the time, she came out of very good grade. Yeah. But she so, didn't. Rel- she didn't, um, you know, believe herself. Maybe that's why. Maybe uh, she's very organized. She's studying. Yeah. Um, the expectation, honestly, from his dad, is very high from here.
1: So, I mean, yeah, this, the pressure seems to, unfortunately, um, you know, what I usually tell parents is pressure doesn't push your kids up. It, it pushes them down. You know, they get, you know, overwhelmed by it. And, and it made her, what I thought was interesting, as I said, is that she said that she felt behind, she couldn't get her work done. And then you're actually saying she was ahead. So it shows she felt more anxious about it than she needed to be. And that does suck the joy and the passion out of um, exactly. school or education and she might still be feeling that. Now, I know we've been talking for a while and, but I still because of these new things that came up, I want to give us a chance to wrap these parts up so we're way past another commercial break. Let's go on hold. We'll talk after the break, okay?
2: Perfect. Okay, Perfect. we'll be Thank back. You. Thank
1: you. Welcome back before the break. We're with some callers. Let's go back to them now. Okay, so um, before the break we were... You know what you brought up about school and the anxiety that's uh, another big element of this that I think is worth um, thinking yeah. about because I can see how uh, for you going to, to college it's another element of it I'm glad you had a better experience in your last year of high school but if what you're you described and your mom was describing too that there's so much stress and anxiety surrounding school then of course even more options that are going to take you away from that will be even more appealing on top of the appeal that's already there, you know. So yeah. um, I know you said you felt better this last year, but can you see that playing a part in some of what you're feeling right now?
2: Um,
0: sorry, well, could you interpret the question? Yeah, the
1: it, was a, it was a long question. And even in asking it, I here's, you know, maybe let me make a, a, another comment and then I'll ask it maybe possibly in a different way but you know I know what's tough is that as I was saying your mom is so like school 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 that's the only path and you want to at least look at this alternative that even if I ask you okay if it's the anxiety or something that's keeping you away from school I can get that it's hard for you to it, it might not even be there but if it is to acknowledge it because you don't want to give her more fuel to her side of things where she's like oh see it's the anxiety you should go to school Mm. you're just nervous go and you'll be fine so i I, Mm. this is also the problem with these types of conversations and why i was hoping to encourage her to be more open to hearing you out is Mm. that if it's a push pull yeah because if it becomes a push and a pull then you know she's going to keep pushing away from school and towards this other path but if she feels like you're hearing her more you might be able to have a better discussion together where it's more balanced you know so
3: yeah i learned that today thank you very much sure sure
1: yeah because i think as i asked for that question i was hearing it myself and thinking okay well even if it's a yes and it might not be but if it was a yes it might be harder for her to say it because she's going to think oh see then my mom's going to use this later because we're in a war Mm -hmm. right You, you know it feels like you're in a battle Um, And that's not going to, you know, and unfortunately then you fight against each other and we won't get to a better place. So what I was asking uh, before was if you think this, the anxiety is, and I know I just gave this whole caveat, so if it's not easy to answer, that's fine. But do you feel like the anxiety about school affects your decision?
0: Absolutely not. Okay. Honestly, like I, nothing about school right now, being in a new environment being like, um, you know, college is a big step from high school. No one's Mm -hmm. saving you anymore in that sort of way, but I'm honestly not scared to try it. I'd love to try new things. but again, it's, it's kind of like I, in my personal opinion, I don't think I can achieve the lifestyle I want if. I'm just gonna go become like an optician. I wanna do a little bit more than that. I wanna mm-hmm. do, I wanna see what I'm truly capable of doing. And that's kinda what makes me happy. It's like striving for more and like learning along the way, just learning more.
3: Mm-hmm. Can I ask something uh, sure. in my understanding, Dr. Said, I think she she can't trust to go to education and uh, get some, uh, you know, degree or um, even higher and she can't trust that way to, ta- to achieve the lifestyle that she wants mm-hmm. and she's looking for a shortcut in my understanding and uh, I need uh, I, this is my perspective I, mm-hmm. I want you to continue the conversation with her, please.
1: Well, I'll let her respond to you. What do you think about what your mom said?
3: Um
0: yeah, I agree with you, Mom, because time is ultimately, like, you only have so much time in your lifetime, and why, in my personal opinion, not saying for anybody else, I'm just saying for me, I don't want to be reading books all day. I would
3: like to explore more
0: what's out there and, again, work on my own capabilities, whether it's honing my selling skills or marketing skills or business you know working on that or even becoming a very successful optometrist something like that
1: it's just like so you're saying you, yeah. you would like to be or you, you'd like those things more than becoming a successful optometrist or that's another thing you would like
0: I think if I had to answer that question I think it leans more towards what's the perfect scenario what's the perfect life you'd want to live and like the key points would be like okay well I would hope to at least have made you know financial success if possible like 20s 30s I don't want to reach that success when I'm close to retiring I -hmm. want to enjoy the money that I will acquire but at the same time I don't want to get there all painstakingly like oh I hate this like I want to I want to be learning I want to be enjoying what I'm doing whether it's if I find that success through school or if it's if, if I go the route of sales that's why I want to do both right now while I have the most time and energy to spend
1: okay um, now that probably even if you go the route of sales it doesn't mean it's not going to be painstaking it probably will be you know so again this goes back to we have to be careful when we see videos online of course they're gonna make it seem easy and good and that it was it felt good the whole time or maybe they they will talk about their struggle but they kind of gloss over that and we'll talk about the success part but it's it's going to be a very very difficult path also with obviously no guarantees and you're saying you want to see what you can do and i could uh, respect that that you want to see what you're capable of and that's something mm-hmm. we we always will have an interest in you know seeing what you just said about like okay i want to enjoy it at this time versus another time and this is maybe an uncomfortable question but i'll ask it anyway how do you feel about how your parents lived their life or what you see from them
2: <laughs> oh
0: i like that question a lot um <laughs> And, oh, goodness. Honestly, I'm sorry, one. I love everything that you've done for me, but I want more. I, I don't think I, you know, I want to live in multiple places. I'd want to go on vacation more often. I'd want to hang out with friends. We're not worry you know, what I'm spending in a restaurant. And I think that's, you know, the life we've had to live. But to be fair, we're immigrants. So mm-hmm. it's hard to make a life when you
1: first immigrate, like immigrate, yeah. That's true, and you'll also, and I, I'm, I'm sure your mom wants to add something there. I'll give her it in a, in a second, but yeah, and, and you you mentioned that last part. You're, well, a few things. One is you're not, even if you went on a similar path to them, you wouldn't be in the same place because they were, as you're saying, immigrants, and that does obviously create obstacles or put you in a certain situation. And even if you have a similar path to them, it doesn't mean you have to go you know, let's say if you go this education or health sciences route, doesn't mean, again, that goes back to like the direction, but it could be a very different path that you would go on. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe that's the thing where it's good that you said that because I think your mom thinks, look, we're similar. We like the same things. so good, go do what I did. But you're saying, I don't think I want that, the life that you and dad have. As you said, you, didn't, you said no offense, you don't wanna make them feel bad, but there's things that you want that might be different from what they had. And I could totally get that and I hope they will respect that and give you that space. Um, Mm -hmm. I also do agree that you could go on this path, like the path that you're talking about, the education path, right? We were talking about and end up in a very different place, still have the the things that you are wanting financially. So I don't see it as either go, if you go this path, you have to end up with the same life your parents had or you have to do something totally different to create that Mm -hmm. different uh, ending for yourself, you know? for sure I don't know if your mom earlier she seemed to have something to respond
3: uh, Dr. Frey I think she's seeking the life that is in my idea is not realistic for uh, almost 99% of the people that they are living on the earth because you I don't know how much percent of people are living right now in that lifestyle for example three hours a day luxury Mm -hmm. and just uh, you know, yeah. people working for them and you have the most beautiful life and enjoy your time just for vacation, restaurant, being with your friend and just fun. This is not realistic. I agree
1: with I you know. that that's, it's possible but very, very, um, not just unrealistic. As It is realistic as in it can happen but unlikely. So it's not that that's easy to get there. Most people don't get there. Most people that are in sales don't make any money or you know make very little money that's that that is sales you know it's uh, kind of like a lot of, I mean any field can be like that too so we look at musicians we look at the ones that are famous because of course those are the ones that we see but most musicians don't make a lot of money now that doesn't mean don't become a musician you can definitely do that but being aware of what you're going into it's possible you make it but would you be happy also being a musician and you make whatever it is that you make and that could be wonderful um to do that so you're right that we you know she i hope she's looking at that side too not to be pessimistic or to limit her dreams but to recognize that if it's okay i want to do sales because this is the lifestyle i want you know the likelihood is lower and it's lower that it wouldn't happen even if it does happen it's not for a long time a good amount of time before you get to that place and this is where I think, again, the Internet is good because it exposes us to things we wouldn't get to see, but also the things that become popular often are the things that are more unrealistic because those are the things that are more interesting. The person that quit their job and then became a billionaire is more interesting than all the people that quit their job and then didn't, you know, become a billionaire yeah. didn't make it so we see those stories and the things on sales i see some of these videos i don't know which ones um you're looking at but i've seen some of these people that they become really popular really quick and yeah it makes it just seem like it's so easy and if you follow this path how could you not be successful but that's what they're they're actually selling you that so i always say that you know if someone makes you feel like life is easy they're either selling you something or selling you themselves and often We see these people online selling themselves and becoming really popular and famous and making money from their content. And I'm not saying they don't help anyone, I'm sure they do, but there is a way of presenting things as so easy. Even myself as a psychologist, I see people talk about relationships and say, if you do these three things, your relationship's gonna be perfect. And it's not like Mm -hmm. that, you know? So your mom does have some, there's some validity there that we have to be careful not to get sucked into the dream Not that we can't dream big, but that thinking that the path to that dream is so straightforward and easy when it Mm -hmm. usually is not. So bottom line, you know, you're going to make the decision you're going to make. And as I said before, it's not a final decision for your life, whatever it is you decide to do next. My Mm -hmm. sense is going to education at some level or getting some level of education will be beneficial for you. I know you can then, again, go in a video where it says you're going to waste four years, and in those four years, you could have made this much money or done this. I get that. Um, I still think that is there a path for you that involves going into education at some level and combining your interest of entrepreneurship and business and sales and all those things? Uh, I hope your mom will be, as she said, more open to hearing you that these turn into conversations rather than debates about what you're going to do or you're trying to prove each other right and wrong and 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 make sure you get your way no, no, because no, it's no. not good to work i've seen people they okay their parents force them to go to school and then once it gets hard they drop out or they fail or they do this or they resent them or you know all those things so we have to make sure she makes her decision at the end of the day of course yes. you can be part of that process with her um i i think my sense was i hope she will consider at least trying that education route really trying it, not just um, starting it, but really putting some time into it, uh, mm-hmm. not doesn't mean she has to give up on the other dreams and even the lifestyle that she wants. It might be something that never happens exactly as you said it, but you might be very happy with where you end up, even if it's not yeah. working the way that you described it. It could be a different feeling. So I also got the sense that there's an anxiety there about school. Maybe I'm, I'm totally wrong, um, because in general there is going to be anxiety about starting school, even. As much as you're good with starting something new, that that's great. But that mm-hmm. path, as much as it's like a sure thing, it could be not a comfortable one. And I think you're yeah. seeing the ceiling on that one, which I understand, but it might not be as firm of a ceiling as you think. Because you can go into education and then make of it what you, what you want afterwards. It doesn't have to be, okay, optometrist makes this much a year and that's my life. It could be very different from that. So, you know, I've enjoyed talking with, with both of you and i really do wish you the thank best you. in whatever you decide and again it's going to be just one next choice but you're going to make of yourself whatever you will based on how you work uh on the on that path um would be happy to hear from from you whenever you'd like you can check in uh, later in the year if you'd want
0: thank you so much i appreciate your time and all your advice and just uh, like taking the time to hear me out hear my mom out like i think that your, the work that you do and like the service that you provide and the, the knowledge that you acquire is helping so many people, especially for myself. Like these are questions that needed to be answered. And I, like you've done wonders.
1: Like. Oh. Thank Everything you. Everything that you've done. I appreciate you. your kind words. Now, I know you're good at sales, so I don't know how much to know. Did you really? No, I'm just kidding. That was really, really kind. <laughs> and I really appreciated and enjoyed talking to both of you. And as I said, it's going to be an ongoing conversation you'll, you'll have, and then you'll make your decision. And yeah, wish you all the best. I really do hope you'll call back and, and check in thank at you, some point. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Dr. Faith. And I I think I I just talked with her if I can. We can have some conversation with each other uh, this week, and then maybe she's going to call back to you next week also. Is that possible? It's possible. You know, sometimes
1: there's other callers on. We'll see. So I don't want to give you a guarantee, but you can call back anytime.
3: Of course, definitely. And can I say something in Farsi?
1: In Farsi? Um, You can. I usually don't do Farsi on my show because I have some listeners who are not Farsi speaking or Persian speaking, but go ahead. Yeah.
3: Really man, I really appreciate for being in our yeah. life. Oh thank, thank you. David.
1: I'll just translate quickly yeah she very kindly said that she appreciates the work that myself but also that especially my father does and listens every day to the radio station so uh, we appreciate your support and wish you all the best. thank you for those kind words
3: amazing. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much sure. from bottom of my heart. My thank pleasure. you so much.
1: Take care. Thank have you. a great day.
3: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's go into our last commercial break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I uh, just have a few minutes before the end of the show. I did want to make a quick announcement. Um so uh, here in the Los Angeles area, tropical storm Hillary is supposed to come starting this Sunday I believe maybe starting earlier than that and uh, it's obviously unclear I Know to exactly what will happen or how severe it will be but there's concerns that it will be very serious and so as a result I did want to make an announcement that my father has a class scheduled for this Sunday from 3 to 6 p.m. Um, and that's going to be uh, August 20th but we that class will be cancelled because of the the weather because of tropical storm hillary and we don't know how severe it will be we don't want to have the class and to risk anyone having to try to get there so class is cancelled this sunday uh you can hear more updates here on radio Hamra and our social media about when that class will be rescheduled too um, to conclude the show just a few thoughts on the conversation i had first with uh that 18 uh, year old and her mother uh, about what she was going through um i see this often with parents and their teenagers and kids in general but especially teenagers when they're trying to make a decision and really it's not just with parents and kids it could be anyone we often get into these types of battles or push and pulls and we can have really strong convictions that we feel that it has to be this way and we're afraid if it goes the other way and so it's understandable that we might have strong feelings about certain things that uh, loved ones will do But I always encourage people to do is to move, as I said to them at the end there, away from a debate and more to a conversation. Um, Let me give you another context that I've seen this a lot. I've worked with families where their adult children want to get married and the parents don't approve for whatever reasons. Families don't match religious type of concerns, whatever it might be, but the parents might have strong reasons why they don't want their child to marry the person they want to marry. And... At times I might see the family and then for a short time see the the individual alone. And what you see happens is when they're as a family arguing, the parents are saying, you can't marry this person. It's so wrong and all the reasons why it's wrong. And you hear the person adamantly defending saying the person's so good and all these good things and how they're so wrong to not like him or her. And then what you'll see is that if I'm talking to them individually, what I see individually is now they might bring up their own concerns about the relationship you know, actually, we've been having this issue, or I'm not quite sure about this. And so it's so interesting to see that because they're in that push and pull and feeling that they had to be so defensive to protect their side of things, they could not have an actual legitimate conversation with their parents because of that. They were just trying to defend their side rather than have a conversation. So if we enter a debate, a debate, we're not going to really try to find the best solution or a good solution. We tend to just try to be right. And when we do that, we're not actually being open. We're not understanding each other and we get to a bad place. So I always encourage to create a conversation and in that conversation, focus on understanding first and don't get so fixated that if I give a little bit, that means it's already making the decision. We're just trying to understand what's going on and together come to a decision or if one person has to make the decision allow them but to first give them that space to explore it so move away from a debate go towards conversation and try to make the focus understanding rather than just proving your point or getting your way all right that brings us to the end of today's show big thank you to lazuli here in the studio you've been listening to in session with dr farid alakwi zan zendegi azadi